the hopeful things that I've discovered is that in the land of nearly the blind, every war that has started is in the past king. 50 years in the time of censorship, has been a non-compliance is key. Media-wise. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. The media could have stopped it if they had searched deep enough, if they hadn't um, reprinted government propaganda, they could have stopped it. But what does that mean? Well, that means basically populations don't like wars. And populations have to be fooled into wars. Populations don't willingly and op with open eyes go into a war. So if we have a good media environment, then you'll also have a peaceful environment. But our number one enemy is ignorance. Um, and I believe that is the number one enemy of everyone. Uh, is not understanding what is actually going on in the world. It's only when you start to understand that you can make effective decisions and effective plans. Now, the question is, who is promoting ignorance? Well, those organizations that try to keep them secret. Um, and those organizations which distort true information to make it false, misrepresentative. In this latter category, um, it is bad media. Um, it, it really is my, my opinion that the media in general are so bad, um, we, we have to question whether the world wouldn't be better off without them altogether. Um, there's some very, very fine journalists work with many of them and some fine media workers, but the vast majority are awful and are so distortive to how the world actually is um, that the result is we see wars and we see corrupt governments continue. The world has gone mad, the world has fallen, yet tricked once again by the media and by the hysteria going around pushing all the hot buttons the racism didn't work the transgenderism didn't work the vaccine mandate didn't work and all of the infighting that's going on now they found seconds. the ultimate hot button and as we're counting down into the 2024 election it is now more apparel than ever to get prepared be prepared for what's coming because we are in a spiritual battle for the future. Ten seconds. We're going to go right into a special report by John Baum that goes the history. Five seconds. Of some of the military-industrial complex, how it's tied in with some of the presidents. Take a listen. The Canadian establishment's long-standing connections and admiration for the Nazis got sloppy, and the fallout hasn't ended. This embarrassing moment in Parliament honoring a Nazi unit soldier He's a Ukrainian hero, a Canadian hero, is prompting calls for Canada to reckon with its own history. How did the Nazi war criminals get in, and how... Uh, were they able to avoid any accountability all this time? It's unclear how many alleged war criminals were admitted after the Second World War. One Jewish group estimates the number is in the thousands. It's Canada's dirty little secret. The Duchenne Commission probed the issue in the 1980s. Part of its report made public. The rest marked secret. 
The names of Nazi collaborators never released. But this all began even before Normandy was stormed. As The Guardian reported in 2004, George W. Bush's grandfather, the late U.S. Senator Prescott Bush, was a director and shareholder of companies that profited from their involvement with the financial backers of Nazi Germany, a network of financiers that is as hidden as the Epstein list. Prescott Bush's business dealings, which continued in until his company's assets were seized in 1942 under the Trading with the Enemy Act, led more than 60 years later to a civil action for damages being brought in Germany against the Bush family by two former slave laborers at Auschwitz. An even stranger twist to the narrative, Aleister Crowley served as a spy for the British government. The Beast left his admirers in Berlin in 1932 as Hitler rose to power as the Chancellor in 1933. Oddly enough, Deputy Fuhrer Rudolf Hess was obsessed with Aleister Crowley. After World War II, the rat lines that sent the Nazis scurrying through the Vatican, Spain, and South America landed them in safe harbor in the United States and Canada. One of these rat lines supplied Operation Paperclip that built NASA, the CIA, and the NSA. Decades later, the occultic Nazi death culture continues to flow through the U.S. from Hollywood to Washington, D.C. in one way, shape, or form. Let me introduce you first, though, to Zena LaVey. Her father, Anton LaVey, is, uh, I guess, the founding father of Satanism in this country. Dr. Aquino, the high priest of the Church of Set. Temple of Set. Temple of Set, also a colonel, interestingly enough, in the United States Army. Whether it's DC insider John Podesta's spirit cooking, uncovered by WikiLeaks, or President Biden's Committee on the Arts and Humanities appointee, blatant Satanist Lady Gaga, the common thread is the no-talent poser artist and Crowley disciple Marina Abramovich. So it wasn't a massive surprise when Ukrainian President Zelensky appointed the talentless artist and darling of the satanic elite Marina Abramovich as the ambassador to Ukraine with a focus on the school children of Ukraine. The Israeli and Ukrainian presidents gathered for an official ceremony for the unveiling of a new interactive memorial, Crystal Wall of Crying, by world-renowned performance artist Marina Abramovic. The wall is meant to be a symbolic extension of the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem and incorporates crystals from the Ukraine and Brazil in an interactive installation. Abramovich, a devout follower of Aleister Crowley, Crowley, who at the very least ritually sexually abused children. While Marina has carried the concepts of Crowley's nauseating Thelema into the 21st century. Marina, I think you are so wonderful, so beautiful and inspiring and and as a woman i am want to translate what her work means into my own life on a on a domestic level i am obsessed with this woman she is so incredible the idea that the democrats or the biden is hiding people and sucking the blood of children. In an article that would make Goebbels beam with pride, the Washington Post suggested using black magic to summon demons against Trump supporters. I've been interested in golems for a long time. In Ashkenazi Jewish folklore, the golem is a humanoid creature created out of mud or clay, nine, 10 feet tall, but 
Don't let the golem wander too far. You're going to need him again. You're going to have to resurrect him once again before long. Meanwhile, the Church of Satan puts in their full support behind the Ukrainian war effort as more and more Ukrainian soldiers are recorded conducting pagan blood rituals and celebrating their Nazi forefathers. John Bound reporting. Excellent report by John Bound. He really breaks down a lot of the history and who's running things and who's behind things. But more importantly, the climate going on right now, which is why they had to launch this next war, why they had to do a six-hour stand down, why they had to let people go across the border and take people captive because they want the hysteria, they want the outrage, they want the chaos, they want the panic. They want another 9-11. They want an excuse to be able to write blank checks to go after whoever their dissidents are, whoever they want, which by no means will it not be the American people. Guaranteed, we are on their list. Listen to this report. Mr. Bush, when are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. You lied about connections to 9-11. You lied about Iraq being attacked. You sent me to Iraq. You sent me to Iraq in 2003. My friends are dead. Joshua Castillo. You killed people. You lied. You lied about WMDs. A million Iraqis are dead because you lied. Ten years ago, on March 19, 2003, President Bush announced the start of military action in Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. On my orders, coalition forces have begun striking selected targets of military importance to undermine Saddam Hussein's ability to wage war. These are opening stages of what will be a broad and concerted campaign. More than 35 countries are giving crucial support from the use of naval and air bases. I'm watching some of the vile things um, that happen, that are happening, that they're doing with the kidnappings and the raping. And the, the, it's just, it's, it's, it's disgusting, folks. But you have to take a step back and realize, one, this stuff happens all over. It actually happens in the United States. There's kidnappings. It's happening at the Mexican border that's wide open right now and all these things. So uh, we got to understand that is part of humanity. That's part of us existing on this planet. There is evil out there. And fortunately for our founding fathers, we have a second amendment. We have the right to protect ourselves. We have the right of our own individual freedoms for when these people, if they should decide, which they didn't yesterday, some global jihad that was declared, nothing happened. It was all just a scam. It was all a fear. And what's so interesting, and, and I want to take a couple steps back on this whole thing. What's so interesting is the frenzy that's surrounding this conflict on how many people are jumping on board, right? They went from being noncompliant, starting to have their own opinion, starting to dissent from the media narratives, to now all of a sudden everybody's listening to CNN again. Everybody's back on board with these media things because it's war and it's interesting to look at. And it's chaos, and there's all this uncertainty. Can it come to America? All these open borders and all these tens of thousands of military-age men that are coming across the border, are they active sleeper cells? 
Active sleeper cells. Absolutely they are. Are they training in the United States? Absolutely they are. Are they going to try to take away our freedoms because of it? Absolutely they are. Why do you think they're pushing so hard for Measure 114? Why do you think they're pushing so hard to disarm Americans? Because they want us to be in the same position that these guys were in Israel. Unfortunately, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing that happened. But they want us to disarm the entire world to be able to do this and declare their jihad with their proxy armies, which is essentially funded by the U.S. government and these U.S. proxy, proxy groups and organizations to destabilize countries there in return to create war, to create chaos. There's a massive amount of chaos happening now. And I'm feeling a lot of similarities with the Black Lives Matter outrage and the Antifa groups and everything else. All that's now happening with these riots that we're seeing uh, happen, pop up across the entire planet. Don't they feel a little too organized? Don't they feel a little too big? Don't they feel a little too healthy and not organic? Because usually when you have organic stuff... You're not going to have professional grade videos, professional organizers, professional speakers, professional things, all bam, 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 just all come, come back to back. It's too organized. It's not quite organic because they want the chaos. They want the separation. They want the feud between the pro-Israel and the pro-Palestinian, the Muslims versus the Christians versus the Jews. It's the same game. The racism didn't work. The sexism didn't work. The transgenderism didn't work. The COVID nonsense didn't work. The maskies versus the maskers, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, they could not create enough chaos with that. People just didn't care enough. But now they care. Now everybody found the hot button that's creating all of this outrage and chaos, which is not going to be good for anybody. It's not going to be good for any of us. This is now going to give them cover leading into the 2024 election, why they're either going to cease to have the election and or they're going to have mail-in ballots. They're going to lock everybody in their homes. Now, they're, now they got their excuse to round up the MAGA Republicans because now they are going to say that we are tied in with some terrorist group or Russian group or something of that sort to give them cover, political cover, to start rounding people up. You're listening to Noncompliant America. We will be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Oh, and just on time, just on time, leading into winter. Everybody's trying to get settled in from the summer and uh, prepare for next year. The election cycle is already in its full swing. It's that daily swing. But y'all knew that. But now we got Step another talking point building, to bring to the table. That. We got another polarizing topic, neither right nor wrong, neither left nor right. Everybody's got an opinion. So now it's not just abortion that's a hot button for people where the Republicans want to stay away from. Now it's, are you pro-Israel? Are you pro-Palestine? No, I'm pro-America and I'm anti-war and I'm pro-peace. 
Because the reality is, most people want peace. Most people, these radicals out there, they're glorifying them, making it seem like it's an entire race or it's an entire group. And there might be a large majority, you know, of Iranians, um, you know, or the Hamas people or whatever that hate America and they want to take down America. But most people, they just want peace. They don't want this chaos going on. Um, but they're getting roped into it. They're getting sucked into it. And it's getting tugged on everybody's heartstrings. Everybody I talk to now is talking about it. They're talking about all oh, this, all this. You know, I got guys wearing Israel patches now on their shirts, Israel pins. And they're pro-Israel. Yeah, pro-Israel. Pro-Israel. We're going we're gonna to go uh, blow Gaza off the face of the map for what they did. We're going to go have Gaza genocide to justify what these people did. Even though we stood down for six hours, even though we let these people escape from one of the most heavily guarded fortresses of a country in the world. But here's something interesting too, and this is, this is what we got to be careful about before we start jumping on the bandwagon and getting behind this stuff, right? So yeah, we're seeing all this footage of the Hamas attacks out there, which is treacherous, which is horrible. And you know, I condemn all that. It's not something that I support and it is disgusting. But what's the bigger picture? So here's the thing. Uh, CNN posted, uh, I don't have, it was just a few days ago, uh, but that the babies and toddlers were found and their heads were decapitated uh, in Kafar Azah in Southern Israel after Hamas attacks and over the weekend and everything else, okay? So they reported this because supposedly they got the intelligence uh, from the Israeli prime minister's office. Okay. Well, they just had to walk this back. So this is where, this is where don't believe your lying eyes comes into play. This is where we have to be careful of what we fall into and what we believe to be fact versus fiction. Uh, we overreact, have a, have an immediate response to this. And a lot of the primitive stuff comes out where people are like, well, deep down, they actually hate Palestine. So, they're using this as an excuse to justify their position to say, well, you know, the Israel's, you know, Israelis had, you know, this bad thing happen. Therefore, we need to blow the Palestinians out of the planet. We need to mop the floor with them. If you look and you go to these things, you can see these pro riots of both sides happening all across the country. And each one of them want to exterminate the other. And this is the real hot button. This is real racism. This is the real divide that I'm seeing right now. And people aren't going to like my opinion. You're not going to like what I'm ha having to say, which is okay. I don't care. Call me what you want. Call me whatever you want. Uh, but the reality is, is that I am a free, open thinking. I'm not falling into this nonsense because the the propaganda is so heavy on both sides you have to understand we got to take a step back we are being used and manipulated to go into a new war to eventually take away our liberties that's where things are headed remember we've been saying something's coming something's coming something's coming well this is it now there is a tidal wave tsunami of just chaos and propaganda that's happening everywhere this was the next move. This was their big move. This is going to lead us all the way into the 2024 election. I, sh I, I, I kid you not. Okay, so back to this prime minister thing. So the prime minister fed CNN supposedly that the Hamas were beheading babies and children. Okay, they've had to retract that. 
They've retracted it and said, well, we couldn't confirm that that really happened or not. Right? So Sarah Sidner from CNN, yesterday the Israeli prime minister's officer said, or office said that it had confirmed Hamas beheaded babies and children while we were alive on the air. The Israeli government now says they cannot confirm that babies were actually beheaded. I'm sorry, I need to be more careful what I say with my words. Okay, so this is what we have to be careful of. Remember the babies in incubators, the weapons of mass destruction? It all ties together, right? The uh, terrorists that hijacked the airplanes in 9-11 and crashed them into buildings, which happened to be tied, later found out, to Saudi Arabia. But Saudi Arabia is not accountable. It's Osama bin Laden, who where the bin Ladens are actually directly connected to the Bushes, and they do business together. And the only family, the only flight that took place on December 12th of 20, 2001, or excuse me, September 12th, 2001, were the Bin Ladens. The whole family happened to be in the United States the time it was bombed, that the uh, 9-11 happened. When they grounded all the flights, there was one flight that got to leave the country. And guess who that was? The Bin Ladens. Right? And what did that exude? What was following that, right? We had the Afghanistan war. And then I played for you earlier of Bush transitioning from Afghanistan into Iraq. Now, what's the bigger picture? I have this thing on my uh, podcast. You can look at it, all, all wars or bankers wars. I highly suggest you go to Noncompliant America where you find my podcast and you listen to that. That explains so much more with what's happening and why things are happening the way that they are. And my, my humble opinion is the fact, one, they're losing credibility. Congress is losing credibility. The American people are starting to get uh, active and get ready for this 2024 election. There's going to be a massive landslide. But now everybody's getting put into these boxes where they're having a hard time making real arguments. It's hard to make an argument now. It's like, are you pro-Israel? Are you pro-Palestine? Which one is it? Which side are you in? And then if you have an opinion and you're like, hey, well, I don't really care what's going on over there. We have a real crisis here in our country. We have to focus on that. Now, should we neglect the rest of the world? Absolutely not. Should we support things? Absolutely not. But I don't want it to be an excuse to write a blank check to further put our entire country in debt. Be right back. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Thank you very much for joining me today on this beautiful Saturday, October 14th. Spiraling into 2024 and all the chaos that's going to be happening around us. And by all means, do I think that this is going to be the end of the arguments and this is going to be the end of it and it's going to be all this war leading into next year? Absolutely. Do you not think that they're going to pile more stuff on? Absolutely. Don't be surprised if we start to see a real pandemic or a real type of bioweapon get released here in the next couple months. They want to pile this on. They want absolute chaos, turmoil, panic, you know, economic destruction, chaos within your life, everything. 
They want to put the pressure on people so much that they're not paying attention, that they're going to have little to no resistance left to fight by the end of next year. That's where they want the decadent society that does not resist, that gives up their firearms, that gives up their freedoms, that has no more will to speak out and so burnt out, so overwhelmed from your life that you don't have the ability to fight them. That's where they want us. So the most important thing, the most important thing I can tell you is to get right with God, find balance within yourself. Nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do that yourself. There's things that you can do to help yourself get there, to be more balanced, to be more stable, to be more uh, alert and spiritual. You can ground yourself, right? If you go outside and take a walk with no shoes on, right? It's very therapeutic. If you can do gardening, it's very therapeutic. If you help people around you with no expectation of anything, just a simple voluntary act, don't expect anything from them. Even if you don't like them, you should do it. That is the part of humanity that makes things great. That is the part of your soul cleansing that is so important going into this next year. We have to do that because we're under attack. If you haven't realized, this is a real spiritual war. It's a battle for your soul. It's a battle for your morals. To what degree are you willing to give up everything? They feel like they have, and by they, I mean these people that are organizing this whole thing, the bankers. They feel they have enough things in their pocket to overwhelm us to where most people aren't going to be thinking about the election next year. That's the goal. And they're going to shuttle in Biden or whomever, Michelle Obama, still my prediction. And they're going to move forward with that. And so it's important to not get involved too much with all the chaos. Turn things off. Take time for yourself. Take time for your children. Take time for your family. That is so critical. Go fishing. Go in the middle of nowhere. Go up in the mountains. If you don't have any mountains, go out to the ocean. Try to find a beach that doesn't have a million people at it. A million liberals from Portland. Like Pacific City has been completely overran. Can't even go there anymore. (laughs) It's just crazy. But that's important. It's important to stay grounded. One of the other things is getting involved. If you have not yet become a PCP, PCP in your county, I'm going to put a link on my podcast today for you to do that. Now's the time. There's an open window. That's how you take our country back. That's how you get involved. That's how you maintain order. That's how you maintain structure. That's how you start to have an opinion and really start to make a difference. The other thing is, is there's local events that are going on all the time. And you just, if you want to write me, jam at Noncompliant America, I will point you to the events. One of the big events coming up right now is the Patri- Patriots United event in Washington, just over the hill. You can go to PatriotsUnitedWA.com. And what does that mean? It's in six days. You can go there and you can register. And uh, it's about election integrity, school board integrity, and medical freedom is the primary element 
of that event. Seth Keschel is going to be there. Um, tons of people are going to be there. It's going to be an awesome event. It's hosted by Mike and K-Soak. Uh, we talked about it last week. But that's how you get involved. That's how we take things back. All right, let me shift gears here a little bit because I don't want to just talk about this war. Um, it's kind of falling into the hysteria that's going on everywhere. Just understand, yes, it's scary. Yes, they called for a global jihad. But did anything happen? No. Is it going to be very effective? Possibly. Like if you look at the Las Vegas shooting, which still has yet to be determined what actually happened. There's a lot of speculation, but there's no way it was just a single guy up on the, uh, you know, one of the top floors of the MGM. There's no way that he was able to endure that much damage. There were other active shooters. There were active shooters all over the city, and it was a terrorist attack, terrorist attack by somebody, you know, they haven't really determined it, but I think it was sent to send a message to Trump, right? But yes, things like that might come up. That's why it's important to stay armed. That's why it's important to get your concealed hand can, handgun carry. That's why it's important to always be carrying and practice and check these scenarios. Okay, so here's an interesting article that I've seen. This is the dangers. This is getting us further into the inducted system that I'm talking about. And it's important to focus on this in hopes to wake people up so they don't fall into these traps that technology has been laid out in order to get people uh, acclimated to stop being human, to stop being a parent. For example, this article is about stop being a parent. Chat GPT, if you don't know what that is, uh, that is a AI bot that develops algorithms and different things like that. So their latest job is to be a mom and dad and be a sidekick for the parents, quote unquote. Parents of kids of all ages are using the chat bot to help raise their children. Think of this, folks. Think of this. The tool has the potential to ease the burden on burned out, overscheduled parents. Here's a solution for that, parents. If you're overscheduled, if you're burned out, if you're doing too much, do less. Your kid doesn't need to be a part of every single sport that exists. If you notice today, sports aren't what they used to be. They want your blood, sweat, and tears for every sport. You're practicing eight days a week. You're practicing on Sundays. You're doing this on Saturdays. You got to go travel here for this day and this day and this day and this day. Parents, if it's too much of a burden, your child will be okay. They will be okay. They don't need to be in that sport. They don't need to do that. Yes, it's important. It's unhealthy for them to have healthy competitive environments. But don't kill yourself over it. You need to be enjoying time with your kids. You need to be raising your kids rather than finding a pacifier such as sports to continue to keep putting them in that. And so where you don't have to be a parent, you get to sit there and TikTok on your phone while their coach is telling them how to be people. Take a more active role. Do less. I promise you it will go a lot farther than them being good at basketball. They will be a lot more appreciative if you develop a real relationship with them and have real conversations and have real rapport with your child. That's my two cents. But who am I? I'm just a radio guy. 
So what's happening? The chat GPT excels at brainstorming and researching, both functions that can be uniquely useful to parents, Cecilia Quillian, a product marketer in Atlantic who runs a TikTok account, advising followers on creative ways to use the robot. These people are disgusting. It's kind of like when they first came out with the self-checkout booths at stores. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This is so amazing. It's so easy. This is awesome. But what are they doing? They're cutting out labor costs to where the store eventually doesn't have any employees. So now what happens when you go to the store and you're like, hey, where's everybody at? They're gone. They didn't hire them. So now you have to help yourself. Nobody's there to help you because there's nobody around. Because most of the employment was all tied in with the tellers and the check stand people. But they developed robots to essentially deem them useless so the company can make more money and now there's no people there. Do you see the correlation? Do you see what's going to happen eventually on this chat GPT crap? It's inducing people and inducting people into the concept of, hey, I don't need to be a parent anymore. I don't need to live uh, in their world. I can now Facebook all day. What a convenient life I have. Let me look this. Let me have this do this for me. Hey, I don't want to think about this. All of those things that endure, that take time and energy, they have fulfillment attached to that. There's a sense of fulfillment naturally that happens when you work hard at something, when you build something, when you take time. Everybody wants this instant gratification crap. And who's to say this robot has a better plan for your eight-year-old than you do? The chatbot could plan an eight-year-old's mermaid-themed party in seconds. Ooh, what about the planning process in itself and the fulfillment that comes with that of a hardworking mom or dad that actually takes the time to get to know the child, spends the time, and personalizes the event for their child? That's what being a parent is all about. It's crazy, folks. It's crazy the amount of technology that we are letting in by choice because we're so goddamn lazy that we don't want to get involved. We don't want to have heartache. We don't want to have conflict. We don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to do the wrong thing. We don't want CPS knocking at our door. Because somebody said something that means something. Come on, guys. Wake up. Restore your humanity. Let's go. I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching a slack. Me and my buddy. We working hard for this money. You know, we talk a lot about grounding yourself, fighting back against the system, you know, struggle within all the spiritual challenges that we have to overcome every single day. And that's part of life. I don't pretend to have all the answers. I don't think I have all the answers. By all means, I could be absolutely wrong on everything that I'm saying. I'm just basing everything on my opinions and my perceptions of this world and all the beautiful things and things that I've experienced across the planet in going through the motions of dealing with emotions and dealing with scenarios and dealing with life. And that's all we can do. There's no right or wrong answers. There's no indefinite things. But what else can we talk about? What else is going on? Where's 
the reason for this distraction? What's going on behind us that we're not seeing? While we speak, the apparatuses, the intelligence operations, the intelligence apparatuses currently right now are beginning their assault on the American liberties and on the American people. While everybody's distracted with the stuff going on on the other side of the planet, they're getting ready to launch their false flags to give us an excuse to launch us into some type of terrorism or something about some mischievous mystery uh, enemy that we can't see or touch or feel or see or experience. And then that's going to be the new boogeyman that's going to lead us into the future. Do you not see the tea leaves going on? I do. So what else is going on? New Zealand elects the most conservative government in decades. What does this mean? This means the entire world is going conservative. People are understanding the wokeism BS across the planet is not working. People don't want it. Countries are failing. Economies are failing. Their systems are terrible. These open border policies are destructive. And they're not having it. So New Zealand's next prime minister, Christopher Luxon, former chief executive of Air New Zealand, who's a center-right national party lead with a coalition with an act of smaller libertarian party. That's his point. That's his basis. Is libertarian. It's interesting how they're running a libertarian. Okay? So there's a coalition with the libertarian party. Now, how does this tie in with us? If you noticed, if you haven't been living under a rock, uh, RFK Jr. has announced he's officially running as an independent. What does this mean? How is this going to play a part? Now, most of you are going to say, well, he's an independent. He will never win. You got to be a Democrat or Republican to win. Right? But isn't that old thinking? Aren't we, aren't we migrating into a more fluid society where things like that are becoming more possible? The impossible is becoming the possible. And that's what happens every time you break down societies and you break down civilizations. This is why they want the breakdown. This is why they want to bring all the illegals in here. This is why they want to destroy the dollar. This is why they want to starve everybody out to where you can't buy food anymore and overinflation costs and everything else. It's because one, they could seize your property for way, way cheaper. And for people that have stolen trillions of dollars from the U.S. taxpayer and the U.S. system and built infrastructure for that, they could wait 10 years on their money. They don't have to make any money to do it. And then they could come back and spend a bunch of money. Second, it also creates the fluid environment to allow these people to reconstruct society into a new image and a new sense of control and a new perspective in which all the old norms in which how we used to live and what we used to think about and what we used to perceive, that Overton window gets shattered or moved drastically to where these people can construct a new society. Let me give you an example. In 2019, the expectation when somebody was sick was like, oh, they got the flu. Okay, you stay home for a couple days. Uh, as soon as you don't have a fever for 24 hours, you can go back to work. Well, all that's out the window now. 
Now it's like somebody's got the flu. It's like, oh my gosh, do you have COVID? Did you get a COVID test? Oh, you did get a COVID test? The fake COVID test said that you were positive? Oh, well, you can't go to work for a week. You can't go to work for two weeks. Well, why is that? I feel fine. Well, it says you're positive. I mean, that's our new God. And so if you take a test and it says you're positive, I mean, you must be positive. People don't base science or the fact that they don't feel sick or they do feel sick. And all of a sudden, the asymptomatic element of our thought process has moved into everybody's mind as if it were fact. When the reality is, is the asymptomatic spreader concept was fabricated and it's been absolutely disproven. In fact, there's been multiple studies that they've tried to do some type of asymptomatic element to see if that's real and it can happen and they found it to be absolutely false. So that was a false report put into the media, put into the narrative that created hysteria that ultimately fabricated a new concrete concept of when somebody gets sick, even if they don't have symptoms, suddenly they still must be sick and they have to stay away. Whereas the old norm used to be, oh, you know, you have a fever. Yeah, I got a fever. Okay, we'll stay away. And then if you, you know, feel better in a couple of days and you can come back. Or if you've been without a fever for 24 hours, then that's great. That's kind of the, the normalcy element. Well, think of, the, think of the level of deception that that has gone through to where we can't unwind out of that. That is now cemented into people's brain. Kind of like this report that CNN did, which proved to be false, about the... Babies getting their heads chopped off. 40 babies and toddlers getting their heads chopped off. Which proved to be false. I mean, they haven't proven it to be real. But now it's gotten cemented into people's minds, into thinking it's true, to where now that image, that thought, even though it potentially, most likely didn't happen, is now curating people's emotions when they think about this conflict, which creates a sense of fear, a sense of righteousness, a sense of rage. Rage. How dare those people do that to those other people? We need to go wipe them off the face of the planet. And it's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of destruction going on, it's sickening and I don't like it. I think it's absolutely horrendous, but this is what they want. This is what they want. Parading babies around, showing terrorists with babies. That's the new thing. Can you imagine? But they're tugging on the heartstrings the same way that they pushed the Amber Alert system in the 90s and basically announced all these kids were getting kidnapped when they very well were getting kidnapped. But it's just instoke fear, which then the fear was preyed upon us as children, because I was a 90s baby. Well, I was a toddler, I guess, in the 90s. But it was imprinted on us. So now when we have kids, guess what? Our kids don't play outside in the front. Our kids need to check in. We all do play dates now. Kids just don't go find each other in the neighborhood and go play around. 
That just doesn't happen. It's weird. You know, another weird thing that happened, this is, I know, a completely off topic, but there's parents now having birthday parties for their kids and they're taking all of the presents and they're just taking them home. They're not even opening them. That's a new trend of ridiculousness that's going on in the around the world. It's unbelievable. You're listening to Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. Thank you very, very much for listening to me. As always, stay frosty and watch your six, folks. It's about to get heavy. We'll see you next week.